Hello and welcome to The Rabbit Hole, the Definitive Developers Podcast, live in the Boogie Down Bronx. I'm your host, Michael Nunez. Our co-host today, Dave Anderson. And today we'll be talking about surviving remote work in this pandemic called COVID-19. Oh boy. Oh yeah. Getting crazy out here. Uh, Before we we begin... We've definitely talked about this topic before, but now it's (laughs) so real. (laughs) Yeah, it's so real. We got to get a little bit more in depth in it before we begin. We uh, managed to get our producer on the horn, William Jeffries. What's going on, man? Not too much. Not too much. Where are you live right now? I'm coming at you live from Seoul, South Korea. Wow. Yeah, very far. (laughs) (laughs) How did you end up there? I was working on a project uh, for a client and I, I, they'd sent me to India. And so I had been working in India for several months when the outbreak struck. And I actually got stuck in the Indian lockdown. So Which what? was like very little notice about it, right? It was like, hey, yeah, by the way, tomorrow it's over. <laughs> Yeah, it was very sudden. I got on a flight. I I immediately went to the airport and got on the very first flight I could get on to New Delhi because I was in Hyderabad. And then from there, I, you know, I tried to get a connecting flight out. But the uh, midnight happened before I was able to get onto another flight. And so I got stuck in Delhi, which was like kind of worse than being in Hyderabad because like I knew people in Hyderabad, but I guess also kind of better because it was easier to get out of Delhi. I I basically went and had to hustle trying to find evacuation flights because there's no, like, there there was no information available on the... Right, and the United States weren't taking any flights into the country, I imagine. Uh, So I imagine it was just very difficult to know where to go next. Right, I mean, it was like you just, like, talk to other people who were stranded like if you saw another foreigner i would immediately go up to them and be like hey do you have a flight are you trying to get a flight have you heard of any flights (laughs) (laughs) and uh you know people would be like oh yeah there's one to to rome leaving on friday but it's fully booked you know and you have Mm. to be an italian citizen or once you get there you'll be in in rome (laughs) 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 yeah so uh, i guess like I'm I'm so like, grateful that you managed to escape uh, to a country that has everything in control. Yeah, me too. Uh, first it's off, first off. yeah, what a dream! You know, <laughs> using technology and feedback loops to uh, keep things in check. I think while you were trying to extradite yourself from India, you were still on contract and still working, and and then when you arrived. In Seoul, you, much like us, were like, well, you were still working remotely, but you were working in isolation completely. And qu- quarantine, I keep on mixing up the words isolation and quarantine, but like you were legit in the quarantine, not not just like a low low budget isolation. Uh, yeah, they, they, uh, they were very serious about it. They were tracking my location on my phone. They were calling me, you know, like I had to check in every day. You're like, hey, William, what did you do today? good good you're not supposed to do anything stay there stay home (laughs) yeah but so we've we've talked about you know remote teams before that's episode number 16 on the tats we talked about remote only number 83 on the tats 
workspaces, number 24 on the tats. But like now these topics are like very much more uh, relevant and also very different in this situation. Like there's a lot of like good ideas out there about like how you can work remotely, but then there's like a very different like reality of like how you can work remotely and be productive in this kind of a crisis. Yeah, because it's like there's a difference between like working remotely because you choose to and working remotely because you have to. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) And also like dealing with a distraction. You know, normally if you're working remotely, the distraction might be like, oh, I have my guitar here and I just want to play my guitar or like, uh, you know, maybe I'll do laundry or something. But now the distraction is like, how do I get enough food from the grocery store without like, you know, smashing into everybody socialization or how do I escape from the country? (laughs) So I'm not trapped forever. Yeah. Um, I mean, thankfully I had like a really good team and my teammates were, you know, able to help cover. So, you know, like there was a presentation that I was supposed to like be the primary on. And I was like, Hey, look, can you sort of be primary on this? Like, cause there's a possibility, like I'm, literally sitting in front of like the German embassy, like with my laptop tethered to my phone and like signal's pretty good right now. But if they're, if like signal gets bad or if one of the government officials comes over and wants, you know, my documents, like I kind of need to just, I kind of need to just be able to like put this on mute. Um, right. So that's, that's good. So like, you know, sometimes you can't, avoid a distraction you got to lean into it you got to process it and cope with it but you know communicating with your team on what kind of like time that you need or what the reality of your situation is you know helps other people like carry forward in my case which is like much less extreme like you know i remember having to go to get groceries and i left work a little bit early to get it and it was like oh this actually isn't too bad like this is a little stressful and weird and i you know made sure to communicate that with other people on my team so they could like plan for it and i think it was it was really good that i did that because you know i went back to that same grocery store on saturday this weekend and like they were like limiting the number of people in the store and like line was there on the block and just to even get in there and so I was like, oh, okay, like this, like coordinating and communicating with people to like take care of your needs is like really important. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, just, and even the idea that like the supermarket, shout out to the essential workers out there in the supermarket, uh, healthcare workers and all that. Uh, they're trying their very best to not also get sick. And so then they have these uh, structures in place, like staying online before getting into the store and like, that structure before I feel, although it's like really troublesome, is a lot easier than before where it was everyone's in the supermarket trying to buy stuff and then trying to get out. Like the the, the infrastructure definitely that is now in place is a lot better, although it's a lot more troublesome. And then the other thing, the executive order where you have to wear, in New York City at least, you have to wear a mask or cover your face and your mouth uh, could be a little bit troublesome because to find a mask... I can cover your face and mouth. It's pretty difficult at the moment. We're trying to make do. Yeah. With, uh, 
we yeah i've just been improvising with a lot of these things which is kind of like a lot of the themes i think with a lot of things we've talked about in these past episodes it's like you can't really fully follow through on like an ergonomic workspace if you don't have like a home office already purchased like because everyone is buying all of the things that you need to make an ergonomic workspace like everyone's buying monitors and yeah. um you know webcams are sold standing out standing desks webcams like so you kind of got to like look at it and be like okay like what do i have right now like what kind of macgyver solution do i have for like the key problems and i guess one thing for your mental health is definitely avoid like social media, like turn off that CNN, don't watch it all day, don't have it in the background. Imagine that's not healthy at all, like just a constant hearing of the situation at hand because it is important for you to take a step back and breathe and know that you are taken care of and there are other people who are looking at the situation and trying to find the best of it. So the best that one can do is just, you know, relax and do your best. Yeah, yeah I, I try to like, just budget the time and like there are like pretty useful apps for your computer or smartphone to like budget the amount of time that you might spend in those apps so like basically i have like this um distracting mode set up on my phone where i can only ask for permission for like five minutes of news at a time (laughs) (laughs) and so at the end of the five minutes then it's like okay did I learn everything I need to know right now? Like, do I feel informed? Okay, I don't need to keep scrolling. Like, let's just move on. I mean, I think, William, you have mentioned before in time in a side conversation, but you can avoid the news all you want. But, like, the government can send you a text message to let you know, like, hey, have you been in these places? Because you might want to look into that. Is that, what is that, a contact tracing? Yeah, as part of contact tracing, everybody gets an alert, a force-pushed government alert, sort of like an Amber alert or a flood watch alert in the U.S., but they're COVID-19 alerts, and they contain a link to a website where you can see, you know, for it. so you get one of these alerts anytime that someone is diagnosed with COVID-19 who passed within a certain radius of you, and then, because the government knows where you are. And they're able to do contact tracing and figure out exactly who the patient got infected from and where they were. And then like they can publish a list of locations of everywhere that they've been since then. So there are so few new infections in Korea now that I don't really see those alerts much anymore. Like it used to be that I got them while I was in quarantine. I was getting them fairly regularly. There were like less than 10 new cases in to all of South Korea today. And so usually when I get one of those push notifications on my phone, it's about like, I don't know, something being closed or canceled where they're like, you know, the government has decided that all of the parks are going to be closed. So you can't go see the cherry blossoms in bloom because they don't get the That's pretty dope though. I mean, like the idea that the, the contact tracing so that they can identify you if you were in the vicinity of a person who has it is like the best, like the best way to consume this kind of news, right? Because it's like you're, it's push notification. So you only get it if you need it rather than like 
searching for news because the news is going to give you news like whatever whatever is going to throw everything at you but this push notification version of of information that may be useful to you i think is probably the the most clever way to consume what it is you need to consume in this situation i'll be curious to see whether the u.s is able to pull anything like that off because i mean it is i think uh legally it'd be a gray area for the government to do that level of sure there's there's like some programs that are starting up with like google and apple for embedding like a privacy focused version of contact tracing where there would be like anonymous pings that are being sent out and recorded and collected and it would be like kind of opt-in like you know you would be able to provide that information if it was relevant so yeah i'm I'm hopeful that we'll have something but yeah it's it is a it's a tricky thing yeah i mean i think um we've been talking about different ways in terms of like distractions and things to avoid but one of the things that you can uh do in this since you're stuck at home is like working out i think is like the one thing that i mean i've been trying to do i want to i think i set a goal for myself that i want to stretch enough so that i can touch my toes from standing up because i definitely can't do that right now um, <laughs> i like that goal it's like very it's very modest it's like very yeah. like presidential fitness level yeah, yeah it's just like hey i can't touch my toes now i want to touch my toes stand it up let's try <laughs> it let's do that you guys have uh, any ways you've been staying active and moving around and stuff like that when i was in quarantine i tried to exercise every morning which was difficult because you know, I was trapped in a single room with no equipment. There, I mean, it's like a hotel room. It's like a, they convert a hotel into like one of these facilities. Right. So you just have like shampoo bottles as weights. <laughs> and a picture. Maybe lift up the bed frame. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I did. I would deadlift the bed frame, just like one, you know, one side of it. And I would use that for leg press as well. There's some Jean-Claude Van Damme movie from the 90s, Double Team where he's trapped in a room like he's under house <laughs> arrest and he's just like lifting up a clawfoot bathtub and he's just getting jacked so you know maybe we could we could watch that and get some ideas or i mean like, <laughs> just improvise because like, yeah i was i was thinking about like ordering a home gym type setup and i was like ah you know maybe i'll do it later i'll do it later as like a new year's resolution but i was like kind of like this year i was like oh i'm not gonna make a new year's resolution i'm just gonna change my behavior but i'll do it like later so it won't be a new year's resolution but then i just didn't do it <laughs> and then quarantine happened so now i don't have like the the weight equipment and stuff but now i'm like okay like maybe i just need to lift up my bed frame or you know find a, a fire safety escape kit <laughs> lift that so up or whatever well, you were lifting. You were lifting beds. What else you had in the room? Yeah, so in, I mean, like, in Korea, it's very popular to use these. Uh, so they don't have fire escapes like in New York City, okay. where everybody has a fire escape. So I, apparently, this is a thing. I had never heard of it before, but I discovered a simplicity descending lifeline in my what? quarantine room, which is essentially a rappel line that hooks onto the ground, and then you like wear it around your waist, and you face the wall as you sort of like hop down the side of the building to get out in the event of a fire. Um, <laughs> but the kit itself has a nice handle on it. And so, you know, if you like, if you just lift up the whole simplicity descending life lifeline, you know, you can, you can do some like one arm lat rows with that 
I guess if you don't have a simplicity descending lifeline, you could use like a, a milk jug or something like that. Or... <laughs> you fill up with water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've I've just been uh going for a lot of walks, which some people don't feel comfortable doing, but like, you know, since I have a dog, I've it, there's like certain bodily needs that the dog needs to take care of on a regular basis. So yeah, it's been a good excuse to to get out regularly. My brother has a, a fairly big dog. It's a half lab, half boxer. And the way he maintains social distancing is just by letting him let the dog go off the leash. Like not I mean on the leash, but like all like the dog can go as far as he can with the leash, which is a six foot leash. So he's like, Yeah, no one gets next to me. <laughs> and he's just able to walk my dog just fine. I was like, oh, that's smart. Yeah, just got a six foot leash and a big dog, and then y'all walk around. That's yeah, it. that's true. Yeah, I do have a socially awkward rescue dog, and I think like it is a great tool for social distancing because even if like you know friends want to come over, like a a, a friend needed to drop something off in my apartment, and my dog was there and was like just like super annoyed at him for being there, and it was like, yeah, okay, thank you for being our conscience. <laughs> I guess, like, besides staying active, which is a good way to relieve stress, I think some people, like, don't really think about, like, something I saw my fiance doing, like, when she started working from home was, like, have her laptop and just be, like, completely hunched over, like, not even thinking about ergonomics at all. And this is something that we have to be prepared to do for a long time. So we shouldn't sacrifice our bodies to do it. We should, like, think about, like, proper ergonomics for how we're working yeah i mean i got the keyboard a split keyboard it's a not a sponsor but it's a kinesis free cell 2 blue bluetooth keyboard but i don't have a, a chair so i need to buy a new chair so um that's that's the the part that's killing me right now it's the uh my back hurts after a long day at work <laughs> yeah but i guess if, if you can't buy a, a new chair or a new keyboard like you can at least like think about the angle of the keyboard and like the positioning of the cushions that you have especially the monitor like the for for me i'm like pretty tall so like i i will definitely end up hunching over if the monitor's not like at the right height like right now i don't have my laptop in a stand so i'm just like if i were looking at the screen then i would be hunched over so i might use like some books or something to prop up the monitor just to get a little bit more extra height and MacGyver a solution. Yeah, I got I got like Rails four books that are <laughs> that are stacking up my monitor a little higher. There you go. It's so, old news. Uh, what are we go. on Rails six old, now? Exactly, it's old stuff. William, do you have any uh, any tools right now? Your Airbnb supplies any of that stuff, or you just got the MacBook Pro and and keyboard? Um, yeah, actually, it was a really big setback. The quarantine room had a proper desk, and my Airbnb, yeah. while much larger and more comfortable, is really set up as a home, not as an office. Oh, so, I see. You know, there's like a kitchen table where I am sitting to do my work, and the oh, is like a long. Is it like a high chair that you could sit on? Because I feel like the high... You know, I sort yeah. of strap myself in. There's like a little tray yeah. in case I spill my milk. No, I mean, <laughs> what is it called? Like the the bar stool? Yeah, is it a, is it a bar stool kind of kitchen? Oh uh, no, you bet you're. Yeah, no, that would be worse. I, I see. see. Yeah, I mean, it's just like a a round kitchen table. It's like a pretty good height for eating, but like that is not the appropriate height for 
your laptop. Like, I'm definitely yeah. down that's, at my computer. That's kind of part of the, the part, problem that I'm dealing with right now as well. Like, I do have a desk in my home, but like, there are two people who are trying to work remotely during this situation in my home. So I have yielded the desk. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I just use the kitchen table every day. But like, that's my kitchen table also. So. Like, it's kind of a weird space. It's not really, like... Like, it's, it's good to, like, have a, a separate place of work. But, like, that's where I eat my breakfast, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like, I, I, mentioned, I mentioned the high chair not knowing what a bar stool was because I do have a desk uh, at home. But I also have a one-year-old, and the entire house is his play area. So, it's, <laughs> it's always time where, like, I'm in the middle of a meeting, and then uh, Gio will pop up. And I'm like, hi, G, how's it going? And like, he's he's in the meeting now or he wants to pair program and I have to turn off my keyboard so he can clack away at the keyboard. But like even you have to do your best with like separating the rooms. And I guess like because as Dave mentioned, where you eat breakfast is where you work. And that could be like a little bit difficult to separate the two. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like I think maybe like the second week. I was working remotely like I kind of had a habit of like breaking down my workspace and like packing away my laptop and I have this like little like rubber duck that I put on my desk and so you know he keeps me company uh, he's, a little he's green, got a purple mohawk a green pretty, duck with a purple dope. mohawk yeah he's pretty cool nice. I, took, I took him out since it's work time it's podcast time yeah. podcast um, time but I just left everything out one night yeah. and like I also like left all of the dirty dishes like all the dirty pots and so it was just like what a this is like so disgusting and it was like so depressing to like have to like work and it was just like oh it's just there every all there's like greasy pots and my piles of work crap and i was like okay i have to like take care to like when i'm done with the kitchen things i'm gonna clean up the dishes when i'm done with the work things i'm gonna clean up the work stuff and i'm gonna put my duck away like (laughs) There was a research study they did on students uh, in university who were studying and didn't have like a proper study workspace. Because, uh, you know, like if you're, st- if you're staying in a dorm, you, you may have a desk, but you probably use it for everything. And what they did was they assigned some of the students to use a lamp. So all the students coincidentally, like the, they all were in the same dorm format, basically. And so all the desks had a little lamp on it. And they said, when you are studying, the lamp is on, and the rest of the time, the lamp has to be off. And what they found was that the students who did this had a full grade point increase in their GPA for the semester that they did that study. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like the principle of the Pomodoro as well, right? Like... The Pomodoro is on. Like I, I take my timer. I put some amount of time on it, and this is my work time. I'm not. I'm signaling to myself that this is this is not uh, time for anything else. All right, hold, hold on a second, guys. I got to turn on this lamp. You know, I want a <laughs> want a full great point. Boom, got it. All right, right. <laughs> got to separate the two. But it creates a habit field. So now you associate yeah. that light being on with doing work. Right. Yeah. I don't even have my my timer on, but I do have my Pomodoro timer. There you go. It's that's out too. Like it's just all in my in my in my go bag. So as soon as like I'm ready to work, get the 
clock on the desk, duck next to the clock. <laughs> I think what William alluded to with the idea of having the lamp on is a, a form of like routine that you can have. Like actually a couple days ago, so I'm I'm quarantined. I uh, have my one-year-old and my wife, who I now call my coworkers because we all co-locating in this space <laughs> called home. So we set up a routine. Like we created a calendar and we're like, okay, these are the hours of work that I would block off for work. And these are the hours of work that I block off for like the the house. So like like 10 to 1230, I'm doing work and I'm probably going to turn on the lamp every time that happens. But 1230 to 1, uh, it's like lunchtime. I sit down with, uh, with Gio, like have lunch with Annie, step outside, try to do my stretches because I need to touch my toes. And then from 130 to... 430, 1.30 to 4, it's like concentrated work. And then from 4 to 5, it's like where I need to ramp down. Like if I have any pull requests or if I'm, you know, I got to do that last commit, check my emails from 4 to 5, I have that time to do it, no meetings. And then from 5 to 7 or 8 o'clock is like back with the family. I get to watch Gio and he gets to cook. Um, and then we have dinner at night. And I think like having that routine, uh, we're going to start on Monday, but uh, having that routine will be like vital to the sanity of both of us because we both know what each of what we expect of each other in that so that we can like do this in a graceful way and and ensure we're not going insane by like throwing everything all over the place and just working whenever i can and stuff like that right yeah i kind of i pushed a little hard this week like i i have been going for a pretty regular routine like especially since, you know, very different than having uh, a toddler running around, but like, you know, we have to take care of the dog. So we have to like share those responsibilities. And so we are, we had that set up, but like, this was a big week for us where we, we had certain like milestones that we were really trying to hit so that we could like comfortably say that we're going to finish our project on time and hand things off successfully. So I put in a little bit extra hours and I really felt like the, the drain from that. So, yeah. Um, so definitely like if you haven't done so definitely scheduling a routine will be helpful. And I think, uh, what both Dave and William alluded to, like the idea of having the rubber duck, rubber duck and setting the, the room or having the lamp on when you're working definitely will improve like your workflow and you don't have to burn yourself out especially because the situation is going to burn us out anyway so you need to like mitigate against that yeah apparently there was a big spike in the divorce rate in china immediately after the lockdown ended and that's predicted in the western world as well <laughs> you got to be locked down with that <laughs> with your wife and you don't you realize you don't love her anymore i love my wife she's great uh, she's amazing in the situation and she's also staring at me i'm kidding but the idea yeah i imagine like you what is it it's like a like therapy is probably going to be really big after this and and divorce divorce lawyers or whatever it's gonna be crazy but yeah no i imagine i imagine it's gonna be a big toll that uh a lot of changes are gonna come but you gotta make the best of it so gentlemen what do you plan to do to separate your work life from your home life are there any things you would like to do given that this time is a little crazy so we have to kind of be 
mindful of the things that we do. Like I mentioned before, I'm going to try to touch my toes. That's that's the one thing I really <laughs> want to do. I should do like squats, but I think like carrying a one year old, he's like 24 pounds right now, so he's like a workout. You got to do like constantly. baby weight calisthenics. Yeah, like. you got to do squats with him, and do curls while he's trying to trying to drink water, that kind of stuff. <laughs> y- y'all got any ideas? This is a bad idea. I don't recommend it. But, you know, I have been staying up until like four o'clock in the morning working because I'm time shifted because I'm in a different time zone. So that's kind of screwed up my, my routine a little bit. And over the weekend, you know, just sort of in, is celebrate not being in quarantine anymore and having access to alcohol again because there is no alcohol in quarantine. I had a couple of drinks at like a normal drinking time in Korea, which would be like, you know, seven or eight, nine PM. And then I realized I could not work anymore. <laughs> it's like <laughs> this is this is a pretty rough buzz for me to keep coding, actually. I don't think yeah. I'm being productive. Yeah. Oh man. Trying to hit that bulbous peak and then <laughs> you went too high up, bro. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm going to go for a run. I'm going to go for a run. Enjoy some socially distanced nature. Like look at a tree or some grass. That's where where I'm at. That's awesome. Yeah, no, definitely. It's springtime right now at the moment. And it's a perfect opportunity to do some running. Or drinking, if if you're down for that. If you need a drink or two (laughs) to hit that Balmer's Peak. Yeah, I might do the stretching and the touching of the toes outside. Maybe I'll try that. That's what I'll do. Pick a spot in the grass and tell people to keep away from me as I try to attempt to touch my toe. <laughs> Stand back. Stand back. I mean, I mean, you might get hurt. I know I will. So okay. whatever you do out there, be safe and we'll get through this together. From the Bronx, from Jersey, and from South Korea. We'll make it happen. Follow us now on Twitter at Radio Free Rabbit so we can keep the conversation going. Like what you hear? Give us a five-star review and help developers just like you find their way into the rabbit hole. And never miss an episode. Subscribe now however you listen to your favorite podcast. On behalf of our producer extraordinaire, William Jeffries, and my amazing co-host, Dave Anderson, and me, your host, Michael Nunez, thanks for listening to The Rabbit Hole.